episode 121, or is it? We don't know. The numbers don't matter. But the points do, just like whose line is it anyway? I think I got that backwards. This is Ahsoka Part 5 Shadow Warrior. Welcome back to Mike, who is now an official locksmith. Congratulations. <laughs> We're super excited to have you back. Balin is a daddy. Yes, he is. What's up there, Mike? Just living the dream, my friend. Living uh, the dream. Thank you, thank you. I love that. We got Damien a little under the weather, but he's going to pull through for us because he's in the back of the tank. He's going to do the best he can. Damien, what's the word? That back, I'll tell you, man, it is. Uh, there's a reason why it's not street legal. It works. That's right. Very good. That's right. You know what we have to say about that? Chrissy, wake up! That's right. <laughs> wake up, buddy. It's time to talk some Ahsoka. We're, we're excited. This is really great. Uh, special thanks to everyone in the chat already. We started on time, so we didn't have to do anything weird like the chatters usually ask us to do. So shout out to LG, Tina, the Scarif, Scuttle Daddy, Roe himself, and all the others who decide to join us in our little Ahsoka hype space right now. Uh, at the start of this wonderful episode, the child seems to be awake. Will he fall back asleep? Nope, he's absolutely screaming his head off. Will the wife take care of it? Who knows? Time will tell, but we're going to let him go and keep going until the phone call comes through, and then we're going to ad-lib this through as best we can. Let's see what happens. Uh, he usually doesn't wake up at 9.33 at night, but well, whatever, here we go. Anywho's, uh, we've got part five. What an outstanding episode, and uh, what else? Uh, actually, what I'm going to do is, Dame, you're going to talk about your experience in the theater yeah. and i'm going to take care of this little turd that, i'll be right back thank you damien <laughs> um yeah so uh just like sean was saying there was um a ahsoka watch party that was in 10 theaters in the united states may maybe like 10 cities in the united states there might have been mm -hmm. multiple theaters maybe for new york and la and bigger cities um and the Philadelphia theater was actually located in Bucks County, not Philadelphia, but it was 15 minutes from my house. Uh, my buddy sent me the link. He's like, Hey, here, sign up for this. And I was just like, I'm not even going to do a screening process. I'm just going to put my personal info in here and see what happens. And mm -hmm. it was a free ticket to go yeah. see episode five in the theater. Um, about an hour before it dropped on Disney plus. So it wasn't anything where it's like, you know, you're seeing the first two episodes weeks in advance, mm -hmm. like what, like a San Diego Comic-Con or anything. But, um, man, I, I hope that they do this more often because the thing I didn't think about until someone said it while we were waiting in line to, to get in and get our seats was like, this was the first Star Wars anything in a movie theater since Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So we went four years. And since then, we've had three seasons of Mando, Book of Boba Fett, now Ahsoka, um, bad batch and and you know it's just crazy to think we haven't had anything star wars in the movie theater since and like i don't even know you really can't even count this because it was like a special engagement event yeah. um but it was cool man uh the line like we lined up so we could get seats um they put us in dolby which was awesome wow so it was the best sound experience the best picture experience um and the best theater in in amc for sure um they gave us free popcorn and a free drink a poster there was people cosplaying. Everyone was just having fun in a good mood. Um, and it was really cool to just watch it. Like it, cause when I watch it at home, I have the subtitles on, it's just me. Sometimes I 
audibly will laugh at something or chuckle at something, but to hear people clap, hear people cheer, he hear people laugh. It was just such a fun experience. And um, they did like a little survey afterwards of oh, how was the whole experience? I was like, just do this again. Like it would be great if they did this maybe once a season um, for some of the I'm, shows. I'm surprised that like, this is what they chose to like lead this off with. I'm surprised yeah. it was like episode five of Ahsoka and not like the premiere of Mando, which was already established or like the premiere of Obi-Wan, which would like had everybody really excited. It was surprising to me that it was like, yeah, not it's episode five, not even the penultimate, not the, yeah, you know, the, um, what is Sean doing? Where <laughs> am I? <laughs> I don't see myself on live stream. I'm a black screen right now. <laughs> you were I just see my face moving all over. What the hell is happening? I'm looking at the live. You Hold on. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. What is happening to me right now? I, I'm looking at it. I am a black square. But clearly you see me. I feel Every like you're, in, you're inside the Purgle's mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do in this situation. I feel uh, like I have to leave the studio and come back in, but does that end the stream for you two? I have no idea. Because you're you're the you're the guy. You're I'm the, the host. The this is oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. Am I back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't see myself up there. Oh, there he is. Okay, this is the best day ever. Oh my god. So what you're saying, Dame? As listen, we're just gonna say great way. We're gonna pretend that never happened. Uh. <laughs> Why am I so laggy? I hate this game. Um, StreamYard sucks. I got to say, this everything about it is horrible. I wish I could just produce this better, but we can't. What you're saying is this was an outstanding way of looking at Star Wars on the small screen to the big screen. Yeah, hundred. that's that's the perfect way to say it, it was that. it was awesome. And, and like you said, Mike, I like I am surprised it was like this at like episode five. But I think mm -hmm. with the hype of Thrawn, the hype of. Um, you know, possibly seeing Ezra. I think that they had all of that to coast on, plus the cliffhanger with um, Hayden last week. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think they were like, you know what? Like, if we do this, people are going to go nuts. And everyone, like everyone in line was like, oh, we're going to see Thrawn, or maybe we'll see this, or maybe we'll see that. So like the hype was just there. Yeah. And it, it, it delivered. Like it was very nostalgic. It was something that a lot of people wanted to see. Mm -hmm. It was just a really good episode. And like, yeah, it was it, the theater experience was so cool. And I really, really yeah. hope that they do it again, because like I was telling Mike um, when you hopped off for a second, like we haven't had anything. And I didn't think about this, Sean. We haven't had Star Wars in a movie theater since Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, since we went. Yeah, it, for sure. 100 percent right. Um, crazy. I'm going to hot take. I think this part five would have been better in theaters. Than part four. It, yeah. Comparably oh, yeah. speaking, like looking back, both of them. You know what I mean? Just going to see as we get into it, going to like seeing all the big wartime scenes, seeing that happen. I think, boy, there would have been raging boners in that theater for sure. It would have been an incredible, incredible. And since we're talking about part five and as the child sleeps on the camera right now, let's get right into our overall impression so we can smack this episode in the behind. You can feel like a real fan uh, by seeing it in the theater. Scarif Scott, but certainly disappointed that he lives in an area that is just 
poorly inadequate for Star Wars fans. Sorry that your area stinks and the Philadelphia area does not. Uh, but it's kind of crazy that there was only 10 theaters in the whole country that yeah. were showing this. And they chose Ben Salem, PA. It's the stupidest thing ever. It's like not even in Philadelphia. It's like outside of Philly. It's so ridiculous. But any who's surprised for sure. <laughs> a surprise, but a welcome one. Yeah. A uh, overall impression. I got to say, I watched this the first time. And, uh, trepidation. I'm saying this with a little bit of trepidation. I was expecting Thrawn and Ezra. Mm -hmm. So when I didn't get it, I was taken aback from it. But it didn't take away from the episode. So then after I sort of got over the initial, like, kind of disappointed that my way seeking didn't, like, figure that out and whatever... I watched it a second time, and I wrote my notes down, and I got my thoughts around it, and I said to myself, this might be the best TV episode there ever was in Disney Plus Star Wars canon. If you allow the science fiction to pull you into the mystery, right? Everything about the show, this, this particular episode was just, like, entrancing for me watching it from you know like and, and there's so many factors that we can get into but just watching it from start to finish with a little bit of focus and going wow they did that wow they went there i almost was sad that i wasn't that big of a clone wars fan because i probably would have been like stress eating the whole time seeing everything happen on screen but at the same time i could I picked up on all the references of what was happening, so I, I was super appreciative of, of it. But I know I didn't reach that level of, like, amazing Star Wars animation to live action that we've seen before, right? Especially going literally from Rebels to Ahsoka is almost that level. Uh, but just overall, man, I just think... I, I think it's better than last episode, in my opinion. You know, I think it's it's just much better in terms of how they treated Hayden, my boy! My goodness, what acting prowess. The man went from jumper right back to, <laughs> to Anakin Skywalker, literally. Was like, jumper what, his last like, acting I, I credit? Know. I'm guessing. This is definitely the last like, Hollywood like movie oh. that most people would know that he was in. Oh my gosh. It was just so, it, it, the chat is so right about the Nuggets and not wanting it to end and you know being if you're if you were a huge clone wars fan it delivered it delivered and it delivered for me regardless of being that clone wars fan uh because i was that 10 year old watching the prequels in the theater and i was all over it and i loved it for what it was and uh you know i know they did they did hayden dirty the lines in revenge of the sith really terrible did you push the button no did you no did you you guys are freaking jedi you're talking about an elevator Stop it, George. Give it to someone else. Let them figure that you're you're the guy. You're the big ideas guy. Let the little people like write the dialogue. But anywho, we'll get more into that. Mikey. I well, first I want to disagree with you respectfully, of course, that this was the My best. apologies. Apologies. Oh, apologies. <laughs> that this was the best Disney Star Wars episode show thing. I, I still got to go back to Andor in the Prison Break episode. Ah, well, yeah. That was phenomenal, too. <laughs> I'm going to go back to season two finale of Mandalorian, which made me weep like a little girl and a little okay. baby. So you also disagree with yourself. I, I completely disagree with myself. But <laughs> if I'm talking about September 18th. 
Oh, so, I don't disagree with myself. Fair. <laughs> so I obviously very much loved the episode. Mm. My I had issue, which I'll get to later, that there were a couple just lulls. There, hmm. there were like the ebbs. The in-betweener, the in-between yeah. scenes. I'm with you. The ebbs ebbed really hard, and I wasn't a fan of it. Um uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but I saw this tweet that made um, so itsy bitsy spider is like Sisyphus for adults. Do you know <laughs> your mythology? Okay. Sisyphus is the guy who pushes the boulder up the hill only to okay. bring it back down. Well, this was a combination of a Christmas carol and Finding Nemo. This Agree. Episode. Agree. <laughs> I was one hundred percent agree. This. This is our version of Christmas Carol meeting Finding Nemo. Like, <laughs> Itsy Bitsy Spider is Sisyphus. I wrote, I literally wrote down, where the hell are my notes where I wrote down, this reminds me of Christmas Carol. Because I know I wrote it down wrong. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, here it is. It's right here. That's, that's down in the top moments. That is, it reminded me of a little of a Christmas Carol. First, I wrote down Christmas Story. And I was no, like, I don't think that's wrong. the same stuff. That's wrong. <laughs> it's not even close. Of course, but, it's the Muppets Christmas Carol. That's yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> well, it's Disney. We, so we have to keep it within the IP yeah, for sure. Yes. You know, for sure. So, um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think all your points are valid. I, listen, if I want to dissect the episode and be miserable, of course, it's not the best one. It's fine. But for me, <laughs> when when I when I look at the, um, I, I believe the the high points carried heavy this episode where it's like obviously you couldn't just have that throughout the whole thing but i think they did a good job at like taking you away enough and then oh, the highs you, were and then you were going a high. million miles an hour and it was just like drooling over it dave yeah i mean for me uh my my view of this one's just different because i saw it in the theater so i agree with what you said sean like i do think it's it was the best episode of anything star wars tv related so yeah. far but i think it i think most of that has to do with the in theater experience the the clapping mm. the cheering the woos and everyone just like being in that environment it just it elevated the episode for me a lot more um but even you know through my watch my i watched it twice at home still just it like the beats just hit and yeah. like you did say though mike there are some lulls in it um but I mean, it was just so well done. Um, and so far, this is the highest rated episode for Ahsoka on IMDb too. It's um, nine point four. Oh, really? So, so last week was eight point nine. This week's nine four. You know, episode four was eight point nine. Episode five, nine point four. And then everything else is like seven five eight and seven nine. So I mean, that's the Hayden effect. It's I'm guessing. So. I mean, it is. This is what it is. It's oh, yeah. it's funny because um I was listen I listened to this like nineties nostalgia podcast and I was going through their backlog and they were now that's what I call about... a podcast. <laughs> they were talking about <laughs> Hayden Christensen when he was on Are You Afraid of the Dark? What and they were saying the same thing like what did he do Star Wars and Jumper that's it yeah. and then they were like I think that guy's due for like a renaissance and here we are here we are <laughs> years Good. later. Great point. Um, he's he's getting his uh his just his just due, and Clone Wars fans are eating really oh good God. right now for so sure. Good. Yeah, they are. My producer on my ear just gave me a correction. It's me. Um, I totally <laughs> thought the theater was for part four, and I I may have sounded confusing when I said part five would have been so much better in theaters. 
because it was my bad. I had my weeks confused. You saw part five in theaters. I thought you saw part four in theaters. None of it makes sense. Part five. Never mind. So I'm I'm right now on IMDb and looking at uh, Hayden's acting credits since (laughs) uh, episode three. Um, there were three movies between episode three and Jumper. Oh, I've never heard of any of them. Oh, <laughs> so you're like me with regular movies, <laughs> just with Hayden Christensen movies. And right. then from Jumper to, I mean, I guess we'll give him an acting credit in Rise of Skywalker because he was a voice. Mm, no, no. Well, I mean, I beat it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it was nice, but it's not profound. He was in a music video. Six. Yeah, I'm looking at this stuff up too. I love that. I love that. He was in 11 things between uh, Jumper and, I'll say, Obi-Wan. For sure. And none of them went past, like... 6.2 6.2 stars. Yeah. Mm, and while we're we're establishing the Hayden's timeline, let's establish the chat timeline as we <laughs> say hello to Pop My Culture. It only took her six weeks to get into the stream, but Shanty has made her return to the chat. Thank you for being here. Steve's here as well. You're the best. I appreciate you being here. That's amazing. Um and you know, it's just seeing Steve and Shanty in the chat is a top moment for me, which brings us to top moments for part five. <sighs> We're crushing the segues today, and I don't mean the motorized scooter things. So, are they still being out? Like, do people still drive uh, ride those? I think so. Yeah. I mean, like segway tours. I think of just mall cops, and but the, like malls aren't a thing. I can't take them seriously when That's they ride it, man. Not, you know, here's the thing: you can, can be walk a cop slow now because no one's there. Yeah, you can be a cop and you can ride a Segway. You got to remove the helmet. You're not allowed to wear a helmet. Uh, wear the Segway. You can't do it. Uh, no, safety first. Absolutely not. <laughs> My Depends top one mo- for safety or badassery. Mm, all I think is on a Segway. Yeah, so all I think of is tell Paul Blart that. Oh, I was gonna damn it. Hey man, you didn't let me do that. I was trying to impress Mike with my pop culture knowledge of Kevin Smith, not Kevin Smith. Uh, what's his name? Kevin Smith, Kevin James. <laughs> hey, that's not fair. He's got two first names, so it doesn't count in real life. <laughs> what? Kevin James movies. Okay. But all, also, all Kevin's five of them. Mall rats. So there's a lot of Kevins in malls that mm. interconnect there. Mm, thank you. That's fair. Obviously, the moments of Anakin and Ahsoka cannot be compared to anything else we've ever seen before. Uh, in my opinion, they were flawless. I think he absolutely crushed the acting portion. Uh, his, I know everybody was a little concerned about the initial CGI. I think they were like, we're probably going to remove that for part five. Mm-hmm. I didn't really detect, um, outside of his um, Revenge of the Sith costume, you know, with the yellow eyes and the little bit of, like, anger, you know, to him, I did not detect, like much of anything um, i was curious if like his hairstyles obviously they changed i was curious how they made that happen whether you know i guess he had a wig on for the beginning and then was it his real hair you know what i mean because uh, maybe he did it maybe he didn't but 
from costume design up and down the gambit. It was it was just awesome. Um, the Clone War stuff, the dialogue, and I, I literally wrote, "I have not felt this." I got a little emotional watching it because I was just watching the interactions between a uh, youngest. I don't even you know young Ahsoka, who I thought did a great job. Yep, she's um, great. I have one gripe. We'll get to that. Just a small, just like a small, you know, just like a little twinge, little mosquito bite uh, for that part. But for the for the most part, I mean, they were all sort of memorable Clone Wars moments. You know, at the Geonosis, you have, you know, the Siege of Mandalore, which we just saw in season seven of Clone Wars. So it's like we weren't too far off from that, which was great. And just uh, everything about it was just dynamic and i'm sure uh, most people I, I didn't see any discourse on twitter x whatever elon musk uh i didn't see much saying like wow that was a piece of trash like and i'm sure there was but maybe i've just muted enough people in the algorithm has figured it out but um nah dame like what's your top moments i mean i'm sure i'm sure what are your thoughts so i mean for me um uh, my probably my favorite moment just if like shot and seen from the whole episode was um during the flashbacks where anakin's walking into the distance and you just have that quick blink of the shadow of vader's Unbelievable. outfit and then blink right back to it and like they did use it again when when they were uh, ahsoka and him were dueling um but the first time was just like so so good and that that's probably up there in like one of the top shots in all of star yeah. wars it was just so good yeah i'm curious to have if they uh if they made him put on the suit or if they just imposed like a a scene from like another movie and kind of just you know like blocked it out because everything about it i mean they did it in twice right the, yeah. them walking into the clone wars with him short hair and like she's like mm -hmm. seeing that little foreshadowing of him turning and then you lack conviction oh my god with uh with the vader sort of a vocalizer underneath of his voice is was just i mean what do you what do you say i don't even want to talk about it that's how great it was like it's just everything about it was awesome yeah Good for I, you. I definitely yeah. i definitely had um the, the my two tops were both things you talked about yeah um i agree i will go down and saying that the the Anakin to Vader back to Anakin shot is the coolest shot mm. that coolest visual in anything Star Wars. Absolutely, hands down, I will fight anyone to the death to argue that that is the coolest shot. And because you see the explosion, smoke, Vader, another explosion, smoke, back to Anakin. And <clears throat> just the, um, just how it, you can see the emotion on young Ahsoka's face as she's seeing that too. And it's just amazing shot all around. And then of course, Sean, like you said, the Hayden Christensen uh, redemption tour. Mm. It, it like in Obi-Wan, it was, it started like the, they like just started the engine in the bus. Like it, it's, well, it's chugging along right this now. This was, this was the plan yeah. all along. I'm sure to bring him into Ahsoka and, I, I find myself, you know, you just scrolling through the timeline or whatever. <clears throat> and when he was introduced to Star Wars Celebration, mm -hmm. and for the first like nine <clears throat> and a half minutes, it was just applause. Mm -hmm. 
and he had no idea what to do. He was so taken aback, so emotional, so so great to you know really get bullied, you know yeah. from from all those years ago, and then to be embraced uh, by the fans that matter, of course. So another like uh, yeah, I'm sorry. he's no, no. really doing the character like good. I mean, it's not now. bad at all. Yeah. It's 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 like, like I remember you, in yeah. like, the prequels, he just like sounded like whiny and even his anger came across as just whiny all the time and then you hear the voice actor in the clone wars and like there's confidence behind his voice Mm -hmm. when hayden did this in the like the the prequel series there was no confidence behind his voice now now it's almost like filoni was like go watch the clone wars (laughs) yeah (laughs) and talk like that yeah and there was a little bit of discourse about whether whether you use the 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 actors' voices from animation, or you know the the actual actors' voices, you know, back and forth. And I think they made the right decisions on both both accounts. Would it have been cool to see Ashley Eckstein's voice over the little girl Ahsoka? Probably. I thought that that would might have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, even if it went to back to the gripe in a little bit, I'll, I'll I'll follow up on that. But you know, it's cool seeing like. He, he, I don't, I don't know this battle, you know, and it's like there, she's Ahsoka's sort of aware that he's Vader, but she's she's a young person, so she, but she's also seeing like the hero, but like again, the dialogue, I didn't train to be a, a warrior, and he's like, if you don't fight, you're gonna die. I mean, this is the time. I mean, I thought every piece of line was like full of of wisdom especially the starting off with like you don't look much different and he's like well you look old and i'm like i already love this everything about it is i'm in i'm in on the sarcasm it's great love the line one is never too old to learn snips and i've got two thoughts on that one uh it kind of reminds me is he referring to when he turned in Return of the Jedi? One is never too old to learn. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and or, is he referring to him being trained at 10? Right? So I see that line see it going in both, like, forks. And I think that's clever. That, you know, Filoni's planting things. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I see that line really, really being dynamic. You know, I won't fight you. I've heard that before. Oh, I love. That you know, I'm line. sure you. I'm sure you picked up on that right away, um, which was awesome. So I'm like starting to think, like, when is this happening? You know, is this real? It's like, it's like, it's everything is happening all at once, at the same time, but it's also not. Because she's like, I don't remember why I'm here. <laughs> and it's like you died and he's like she's like are you sure <laughs> like she's like mm, i'm pretty sure because i'm here <laughs> you know which is you know everything you know, the world between worlds was it's there's so many questions about it that i don't want any answers to because i think they handled it very nicely and kept it mysterious and we don't need the concrete um answer we don't need the math equation here for the world between worlds but no. you know and even the part with uh the siege of mandalore where he's like i don't remember this battle mm. like, that's when we were separated yeah, that's when we've already went our separate ways, yeah, and, and it was interesting, him. like bringing him into yeah. the Mandalore too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this so he could see, you know, her the way she sort of grew up, um, and 
you know, them standing at the same pose is like really cool, you mm -hmm. know, to see. And I think another the another interesting line was like he said says something about you know you have all of me and my former masters in you you are you are part of the legacy now and i'm like dude this is this is deep stuff mm -hmm. on lines on the dialogue front you are part of that legacy now ahsoka is going to be in post-sequel trilogy get ready it's happening yeah. you know it has to they're setting her up for too much mm -hmm. uh, for for it to not happen but um who yang's line what was he like intense intense <laughs> <laughs> really great really great yeah i have that you're part of the you know legacy you lack conviction and then just the final one there's hope for you yet with the little sly smile at the end which is toward the end of that intro it just like everything about that was it was redeeming for him it was redeeming for her you know just the baptism of her you know the, the symbolism of it whatever um really great really great um any other thoughts comments top moments i mean it's just just fantastic yeah i um i got two more so mm -hmm. I really liked, you know, when we were first talking about the first couple episodes, just like how stoic Ahsoka was and kind of like, not the Ahsoka that we know. And now after this episode, she's like pretty much like Gandalf the White. She's Ahsoka the White now. And she went through this transformation. And I just really liked that once she went through everything with Anakin and she came back, like her mannerisms, her body language, everything about her was changed. Like she's just she was able to finally let go of her past, have that closure with Anakin and move forward as like this brand new person. And I really liked the transformation into like mm -hmm. her being Ahsoka the white, which I thought was really cool. And also um, the humor in this episode and, and there's humor in every episode mm -hmm. I think so far, but just being in the theater for it and just the little subtle things like when who Yang is explaining to Carson, about um who jason's father is mm. and he's like oh he was you know he had he had abilities and carson's just like okay <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone just started cracking up in the theater it was just it, carson was awesome in this episode um they gave and, him a lot more play in this episode yeah i think yeah. they're really setting him up to for rangers of the new republic i think they're really doing it well, i would be can't do uh, can't do gina anymore they can yeah they can they won't but they can yeah that's true i i would be okay with it he's speaking of redemption stories there you go <laughs> so the humor in the episode was good too i mean who who yang as always is like he always provides some sort of you know comedic relief um but yeah, I thought that that Carson was really good in this episode too. Yeah. So I mean, there were just so many, so many things that I loved from this episode. It was just really well done. Yeah, really, really well done episode. And outside of the little ebbs that Mike talked about, um, it flowed like you wouldn't believe. It flowed like you wouldn't believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, to the show, comic and uh, com comics and cosmetics. Look at you, you're here. Scarf stating there is some voiceovers from previous teaser teaser clips we haven't seen yet. Well, voiceovers can only be heard, so get bent, loser. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> and you know what? Because you made that mistake, we're going to have to talk about it at the drawing board. We do not care. All right, everybody. 
<laughs> Sometimes something insignificant can ruin something so perfect. Uh-oh. Armando Galarraga <laughs> once had a perfect game ruined by a terrible call from an umpire. When that happens, don't get angry. It's time to just go back to the drawing board. So back to the beginning. You learned nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, this is going to get gross. Mm. Do you know what edging is? Mm. If you're referring to the nude scene in this episode. I'm not referring to the nude scene. Okay. No. Should Jamie, I look you, it up? <laughs> are, are you aware what edging is? I feel like I know, but I don't know if this is the right format to explain it at this time. <laughs> so it, it goes along with what I'm about to say. Okay. okay. So I will be PG-13 about this. Okay. Edging is when you get yourself really excited and you're about to celebrate... And then you stop celebrating, only to pick up the excitement again. Right. And then stop. I've never experienced that in my life. Me neither. (laughs) But Urban Dictionary has told me about this. Okay. A good resource. This, I felt like this episode was just edging oh you would get really 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 excited about certain parts and you want the excitement to keep going until you celebrate and then jace i hear something (laughs) and then dead cats and then you think about dead cats right so you don't celebrate right Hmm. Hmm. that is my biggest issue with this episode okay is that yeah, this, the... there was so much getting you going and then taking the foot off of the pedal when we're about to gun it to 88 and mm. travel back in time mm. <laughs> mm. comics <laughs> points out that you probably could have just said this episode was a tease Nope. But I like the way you said it better. Thank you. Because Thank you. we keep it real here. And just, I am you know. a wordsmith. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, it does make sense. Uh, right away, uh, speaking of your tagline, right right off the bat, we get some cake. Oh. That, is, that is a, a wonderful top line. Lots of cake. Floating Lots of cake. Um, listen, I can't argue with you because, you know, they definitely... It felt like two different parts of the episode, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, and you have this quiet, serene, sort of a semi-pilot episode for Jason. Yep. I can hear the lightsabers, Mom! Can't you? Oh my god, Hera has force abilities. Everybody calm down. <laughs> calm down, okay? That's a mom. Moms have weird powers. We accept it. They can lift cars. Correct. <laughs> They can cook brontosauruses. It's a Flintstones thing. Wilma. They can do a lot. Thank you, Wilma. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
actually I have a question for you, Mike. Yes. You're Always. an Oscar. You're an Oscar Isaac fan, right? Love Oscar. You have his personal phone number, I'm sure, right? Uh, we chat regularly. Right. Could you text him to see if it was okay for Ahsoka to borrow the Moon Knight costume? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'll do it right now. Okay. Thank you. Now, Dame. Yes. Yo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. If his friends call him Oh, that'd be. <laughs> What if Mike's like, did you see that? And he's like, I saw it. Yeah, right. Like with Finn when they're shooting the TIE fighter. And he, no, at the end of uh, Rise, and it's just yeah. him pointing at Mike, seeing him see on the that? street. Did you see that? I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> the ship is on fire. It's all on fire. Anyway, I really love that scene. That scene's so funny to me. Actually, Somehow, okay. Asto- Ahsoka has stolen my wardrobe. <laughs> Yes, yes that's exactly. Um, so we have we have the Clone Wars scene one, Geonosis. Clone Wars scene two, Siege of Mandalore, right? Yes. And then it goes into like that final act. Do you think it would have been more appropriate to age the actor, actress, from the first one that you clearly can tell she's a child to the second one where she has the same face, but they're trying to pull off that she's older, but I didn't believe it. I feel like they did a little forced perspective with the Siege of Mandalore one, where she seemed taller. Mm. I, I kind of got that too. She seemed okay. like, yeah. Yeah, the face didn't change for me. So, no. You know, because then you get the, the sudden change to uh, Zoe Zaldana uh, right. in the final scene. And it's just like, all right, well, it would have been. Rosario. It would have made more sense to go with three different looking, three look-alike sort of actor actresses, you know. So that's just that's just a thought. Sean, you know, did but... you say Zoe on purpose? Yes. All right, cool. Just check. Just, I, yes. I don't. I don't know with you anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> it makes it checks out though because she was young Gamora. Yeah, and I know. Then, talk so about the I, talk about oh, being everywhere. I love that it's just going to confuse Sean more. Perfect <laughs> balance. Perfect both, balance. Zoe and so piss. I'm so pi- I'm so pissed off at it. I don't want to talk about it. Um, that's really all my concerns on the episode. I was just wondering if, you know, Moon Knight knew his IP costume was stolen. No wonder Moon Knight season two hasn't come out because they lost the wardrobe. Yeah. And then, uh, just like you know, I I think an older actress would have been more appropriate. Actually, it would have been cool to see Ashley Eckstein in the second scene. That would As be- Ahsoka would have been kind of neato, cool. This is not that long of a scene. You know what I mean? It's like no. we're only there for a few. We're only we're only opening that door for a few minutes, and that would have been really cool. Anything else for the drawing board? We don't really have much here. I I, I only one. Oh my oh, god! Oh, I thought I run this shit. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. I got aggressive. My bad. <laughs> How much is too much? I say that where who is considered the like in Star Wars lore, who is considered the most powerful Jedi? Well, that is a debate because you can't be a powerful Jedi if you're keeping mm-hmm. the peace. Fair. But I would say Luke is widely considered 
yeah. the Supreme. The reason I say that is because I feel like they're bringing in too much of like force powers that we haven't really seen in uh, live action. And Ahsoka's doing all of them. Where with Grogu, with the ability to talk to animals, control animals, with uh, Cal in Fallen Order, uh, with the, the sense echo memories, I like. I feel like they're doing too much mm. with Ahsoka. I'm just waiting for her to force heal somebody. So. Oh, mm. Mm. maybe. She's just applying her for- force points in a balanced way. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> right? We have not seen her double jump yet. Not a learned skill. She um, did defy gravity or zero gravity. Well, she, did she? I mean, she was floating there. She, she, she went with, at least she went like went with it. Kind but, of um, sideways. Interesting. No, it's an interesting point. If you're talking about how much is too much and... You know, I, I go back to the whole. <laughs> did you play Force Unleashed, which released 15 years ago, like yesterday? Star I Wars, just, the, the Force I Unleashed. just bought it. I just oh, bought man. it. I found it at Goodwill to play with my students. Wait a second. Nice. You've never played that game? No, I didn't. I didn't have um, the Wii right now. I didn't. I didn't play Force Unleashed. Okay, so. There's a, I know that's where Star Killer comes from. Right. Well, there's a scene where I think you start out as Vader. They sort of opening it up with Vader and like you're just like throwing, flinging, you know, I think all the normal stuff. But there's a point in the game that you it's either a cutscene or you do it, I forget, where he brings down an entire star destroyer <laughs> out of the atmosphere. So to answer your question, I don't think I think Ahsoka's fine. It's <laughs> what they're doing, <laughs> because I totally thought like, and I was on the camp that in like referencing the Last Jedi with Luke facing down the First Order. I think it would have been super fun for him to just be like, and then the one Walker goes down, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. Of course, that didn't happen that way. But I would have, I would have loved it. So then we have to say, well, was force projection more powerful than taking down the walker physically? I don't know. I don't want to get into that debate. But uh, it's an it's an interesting perspective for sure. Dame, what about you? So um, to you, really, only one thing that I had that was just kind of a little jarring in the episode was um, Ahsoka's forehead <laughs> with the nude scene. The, nu- the nude scene. <laughs> That's what I was, was referring just, to. <laughs> I, I was sitting next to my buddy Charles, and it was what? it was almost like the Michael Scott like gift from the office, where he's like, mm, "I don't like that." <laughs> it, was just, it was it was like it just looked weird. It just looked, she looked so strange without having any kind of headband, anything on. And seeing head. that, it was just like, <laughs> and now the memes are out there where like someone took it and just stretched her forehead out. Oh my like, god. And everything else, but that was just—I was—I don't know. It was like jarring. People in the theater were like, "Huh? What?" Uh, I don't. <laughs> was the forehead more awkward than floating Leia in the Last Jedi? Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's awkward. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to do a top ten, like a, a round robin tournament here of uh, yeah for March. We'll do it in March. Yeah, 
for sure. Oh my god. No, that's right. funny. I didn't it was definitely jarring. Um I was like, please get to the next scene fast. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get in your business. Let's get her a cup of calf and, and get moving. Yeah, I don't want to get in your business, but <clears throat> please move along. She also was found to be sleeping in the same bunk that Sabine slept in. Mm-hmm. That first bunk, mm-hmm. I think, on the bottom. Can't confirm well, that, bunk, but or, I think bunks on I think, the other side. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I was looking for, and I don't think she was in the Ghost. I thought she was in the T. I thought she was in the T six or Jedi Starfighter. Oh, yeah. Because if you if you look, if you pay attention, um, the cockpit is just beyond, and it looks That's the right. the the glass looks like the um the T six. Is it T six? I think I'm right. Okay. So, anywho's, that's good stuff. Ooh, <laughs> that's all I have. That's all I have. All right, we have uh, a question. And the chatters, it's your turn to get involved. You've been very involved, and thank you for that. Uh, We have a question for you, so get ready. Do we see Ahsoka post-sequel trilogy? That is your question to ponder while we notice some things. Noticements. Did you listen to the music one through four? I listened to a fair amount of it. But the comment I want to make about the noticements is that the music is improving with each episode and i don't know how kevin kiner has the time to make new stuff how does he do it i'm curious about it it's amazing it really is amazing the music is fantastic yeah it does seem to get better with every episode i will agree with you there and like it's like minor changes too here or there like Slow the tempo, speed up the tempo, add a different instrument to the background of what's already being played, change the mood. It's quite lovely. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. It's very good. Um, I posted that Spotify playlist everywhere that you could find my stuff. Anyways, uh, I did listen to it a little bit. It's good. It's good. Actually, I've really enjoyed the, um, the opening music on the left justification of words. Was was simply called the update. I like that. Love it. I like that. It was pretty cool. Um, there was a text box and it said, "What are you? What is your status right now?" It's a Facebook thing. No, I'm black. Okay, it came back. Anyways, I uh, well, I thought I thought I was gone for a second. <laughs> Mike, give me a, some of your noticements. Mine are probably all the obvious ones. Obviously, the you know Tamora cameo. Yep. The the Leia mention, Senator Leia, who is work like working behind the scenes with Hera, just like F all those other senators people. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe you. Um the return of cake. Mm. Cake returned hard. Yeah. Celebrations. Double baked. No, no celebrations. Um and I've noticed a lot more like I feel like this has been very prevalent in this show just more random drinking calf 
They they never reference it as Kev, yeah. like Andor did. But a lot of drinking from thermoses when like people are like just getting up or just got finished yeah. training or need to pull an all nighter. Secretly bring in normal routines yeah. in, in a science fiction world is always a plus for me where it's like, yeah, like we can relate to this. It's sort of like the whole blue milk thing. Like we drink milk, but when we drink blue milk, I don't know. What does it taste like? Is it blue raspberry? Is it something else? We don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, I'm sure you noticed the, uh, you know, talking about Senator Organa. I thought that was a nice touch uh, for that kind of just, you know little thread back there uh i found it interesting that in all of the disney star wars shows that we've watched not once with grogu even with luke on screen luke and ahsoka on screen mando and grogu and moff gideon on screen not one time did we get classic force theme tones but we get it in a slow version with jason and it was really good and it makes me mad doesn't make me mad i was really excited for it but is he saying something bigger with that moment because you don't just do that yeah you know you can't just waste it on jason that's what i'm saying you can't just use that song we know his end story already that's what i'm saying the green-haired freak gets the Force theme. You half Jedi, half Rylothian weirdo. Don't quote me on that. Is he gonna get? Is he gonna get them? I don't know. Interesting. I wonder how the genetics work there. That's a, that's another. That's a question for the science, Mike. What we'll the Ky- ponder that? Kylo's gonna get them before it even has a chance. Ooh, is he? Ooh. Kylo had nothing to do with the temple getting exploded, according to the comics that no one reads. But anyways. Um, it's just an interesting thing. Yeah. Will Jason ever see Luke? Great question. Don't know. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I would imagine Ezra is going to take Jason under his wing. That only makes sense to me, uh, because Kanan trained Ezra. It's a family thing. It's a daddy issue thing. So that keep would make the most sense. Gross. Yeah. Keep it in the family for sure. But uh, no, I just think, you know, is, is that is that bigger implications to have the force theme for that particular character in that particular time? Should have just heard the... lightsabers in the waves crashing. Right. You know, the broom kid should have gotten it from Last Jedi. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> Who later grows up, according to the Internet, to be Balin. Which doesn't make any sense. No sense. <laughs> Confirmed Balin was the young child. Master Skywalker. It's it's Benjamin Button in the Star Wars universe. He basically is de-aging throughout the years. Indeed. Familiar yet fresh, says Josh Sith Care Bear. Thank you for being here, Josh. You're the best. I hugged you just a few weeks ago. It was amazing. You were very warm and high <laughs> on gummies. But let's not talk about that on stream. Let's talk about it something else. Um yeah, no, that's really cool. Uh, I just thought that was really awesome. Obviously, do we think that was Hayden doing the, the stunt stuff or, or somebody else? I don't know. Have you seen Jumper? <laughs> he did all his own stunts. That's it. Really? I think, well, in I my opinion, it looks... <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm getting older. I'm getting up there in the years. Tomorrow's my birthday. No one cares. I'll be 35. Yeah, it but uh, it's like... 
was it him? Because, you know, I'm getting like flashbacks of him and Obi-Wan and like the moves look the same, you know, and it could be stunt, but let's pretend mm. it was him. He still has the moves and I thought it was great. And okay. I just wanted to notice that in the noticements. Uh, and then at the end, like her headband, uh, like someone mentioned in chat, the headband is different mm-hmm. than what it started with. And it kind of looks like a Lotus. Uh, someone said on the Twitter. I don't know what that means, but I think that has something to do with symbolism. Whatever. So, yeah. That's what I got. Any other fun noticements you've noticed in the episode, friends? I uh, I got two. So, I like, you know, obviously there's so many things. Um, there was, like, the kind of almost blinking you miss it um, Super Commando Mandalorian, like the Darth Maul-inspired armor. A lot of people was- think that was CGI. Really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, with how close it was to season seven, um, a lot of people thinking that that was CGI. But I, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. But just you know, again, blinking, you miss it. Like he's on right. screen, he's the mall, the Mallian version, of course. Um, um, I thought that yeah. was cool. There was a little um, Return of the Jedi kind of snippet in the dialogue between Ahsoka and Anakin, where where initially she's refusing to fight him, which same thing as like what Luke did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he basically acknowledged like, OK, like, yeah, I've heard that one before, kind of referencing when Luke said he wouldn't fight him um, right. in Return of the Jedi. So I thought that was kind of neat. So they really did a good job of tying like all of these a lot of different references and little things in. But they all weren't just for like fan service. I felt like I felt like it, it all made sense and like served purpose to yeah. the story and where the direction of the episode was going. For sure. For sure. Um, I also I, noticed Dengar did not show up this week. Very yeah. disappointed. No Dengar. I don't even know why you saved it for noticements when you could have put it in the drawing board. Two two people I two people got up and walked out of the theater. They were like, This is bullshit. I hate this. Like, where's Dengar? Yeah. Yeah. So was Dengar it you? Was it you? Right and then did you run down the theater and go up the other steps and then say, Yeah, that Dengar, he's really not here. And then you ran out the other side. It was just you twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm out no, of here. No Dengar. <laughs> <laughs> when I walked out, I was like, I, who can I talk to about this experience? This is just absolutely horrible. Where is where's the manager? I need to talk to somebody. Exactly. Else. I want my money back. Oh, wait, I didn't pay for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, um, we gave you take your popcorn drinks. back. Yeah, take your we don't even want your popcorn. Um, <laughs> well, we're, we're running up against 60 minutes. So let's let's hustle here. Mike, any final uh, uh, noticements that you noticed? Negative. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, wow. That was really dynamic. Anyways. Let's talk about part six, which happens just in a few. Well, it's you know, it's a long time, but that's that's more than a few. <laughs> mm, is it? I was uh, perusing my Google News timeline, and it was like. Star Wars is about to introduce the darkest of magic, and I'm like, click. Damn it. <laughs> it's like number seven. Peridia. Is it a ancient place or is it an actual galaxy or is it just a planet? You know, something like that. We're saying like the only the night sisters know. Um, is it something bigger than the force? Question mark. Mm. Right. Is it something more powerful than the Sith? version of the force mm-hmm. there's little references and again I'm, I'm quoting this screen rant article i don't really remember it doesn't matter they're not going to know anyway 
But apparently, in Aftermath, which came out 2012-2013, after Disney bought Star Wars and the canon book started coming out, there's like a little snippet that like Palpatine sensed something calling to him like a siren, but it wasn't normal. And that's real weird for him to say. And like his advisors were like, this guy's crazy, you know? And there was, you know, again, the story wasn't really unfurled at that point, but there was like, you know, again, putting a seed out there that maybe something beyond the galaxy is something to pay attention to, uh, especially out there in the unknown regions, which I would consider this. So my question is this, as we are on our way to Peridia, it's a very important question. One, questions. One, does it take another episode to travel to Peridia? Because one of my things is like, we didn't get an update. We don't even know the gas reserves. We don't know anything about the ring right now. We just, we just know it's going. So does it take another episode to travel with six, seven, eight, three episodes to go? Or do we get there? Don't know. Question two. Do space whales travel faster than starships? I don't know. So the question, I guess, does, is, is a, they, they, Ahsoka clearly left how many hours after? How many hours was she in there? It seemed to be a lot. Considering mm-hmm. Carson's like the fuel reserves are low, we have she to report was back. Sleep for one rotation, and that too, right? So whatever the rotation of that planet is, which is fuzzy, right? Mm-hmm. Is it twenty four hours? Is it thirty six hours? Every planet is different. Let's assume twenty four. They've got quite the head start, right, mm-hmm. to Peridia. So assuming space whales, let me get my space whale calculator. Hold on, the space whales travel at a speed of X, and they left late. But do they get there on time? What time do they meet in Chicago? What, Jess, <laughs> what time would they get to the Red Five gathering in Chicago sometime in August? I don't know. Uh, but I'm, I imagine that we're going to have an episode sans Ahsoka. Would they do that? Mm-hmm. Would they have an entire episode without Ahsoka while she's space whaling it? Like Jonah, which is another reference, um, for sure. Very interesting question. <laughs> my final question is, do we get the Ezra Thrawn Kappa Buddy Epi we've always wanted? <laughs> I want it. I think that I, they have to be BFFs by now, right? They can't be enemies. They've been living together in the same... This is like what <laughs> the odd couple. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got to be friends at this point. Felix Unger and... Uh... Was it Walter Masterson? Mm. No, Walter Matthau was the guy who played him. What, what was it? I can't remember. The, I know it's Felix Unger and can't remember the other guy's name. Very interesting. Oscar? Oscar. Oscar Madison. Good for you guys. I have no idea what you're talking about. But please tell me. <laughs> <The> what... <laughs> couple. I, I only know the names of shows. I don't know the names of actors. Stop it. You know, oh, we're going to make it. Innocent. That's Laverne and Shirley. Shirley. (laughs) You could have kept going, and I would have been like, right, the odd couple. Uh, 
What say you, Damien, about your potential predictions for this episode? Yeah, so I I think um, I was reading online, and I don't know if the runtime's confirmed yet, but it seems like it's going to be around like 45-ish minutes. So I honestly think, given the fact that we still have six, seven, eight, I do think we're just going to get one full episode of Sabine and everybody else, and maybe it ends with Ahsoka arriving and then... That's it. We we cut and then wait for next week. Um, I do think we're going to get, a, you know, Thrawn would make sense and maybe just a good catch up episode yeah. um, and, you know, and an introduction for fans who, you know, aren't familiar with his animated appearance. Quite possibly. Interesting. So I think maybe you get a full episode of that. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of where we're at. I would really like to see just the Thrawn and Ezra episode just to see what they've been up to. What, That's like, what I want, like, man. I think, I think it's appropriate to do it that. Be, it would be great. Like, and it's a great introduction for, because like, you know, if you didn't watch all of rebels, you don't know how it ends. Yeah. You don't know. Right? Like, it would be great if you just if you read the ending of Rebels, you're like, oh, okay, that's what happened with these two guys, and these are why these are the two guys everyone's trying to get to, or you know, for different reasons, different people, and then you just have them, and you do that intro to them for the wider audience. I think that just yeah. makes a lot of sense. So I don't think yeah. we will see Ahsoka next episode at all. I think it's yeah. going to be, uh, you know, heavily, heavily uh, leaning on either Ezra and Thrawn or um, the discovery of them and maybe some catch-up and exposition there. Interesting. Interesting. We've got some parent simps in chat right now who are really simping hard on our boy Perrin. I wonder what he's up to uh, oh, yeah. during this timeline. I guess we'll have to find out. Ahsoka, see, or Ahsoka uh, and or Season 2 coming soon. Divorce court. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Mike, your thoughts on way-seeking. I I feel like Star Wars a lot of times takes the convenient route where I do have a feeling like the opening of the episode is just gonna be like is just gonna be <laughs> end of hyperspace and oh here's a ship that's that whales are holding on to. I I could see it happening. Okay. I don't want it to happen. Are you saying the Chimera specifically, the Star Destroyer? Is that what you're kind of saying? Yes. Okay. And like you said, there there has to be some sort of like truce between Ezra and Thrawn. Has to be. There has to be. Well, and then the secondary question like a, that is, or like a ceasefire. Well, yeah. you know, it, it's all going to depend on how much time has passed in this other galaxy. Mm-hmm. And is time even like? A construct there. Who knows? Right. It Have could they be even aged. It could be right. It could be just a few hours for them. Which leads to a crazy theory I have. Ooh. And you could shut this down at any minute, any second you want to. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> so I I alluded to this a few episodes back when I said, you know. In the, the the sequel trilogy, there's never any mention of anything like Ahsoka, anything like that. Of course Hera, not. Nothing. Right. Right. They you, you don't even know if they exist or not. Correct. What if? No, I don't, I'm I'm trying to. I've been trying to think of how I could piece to the uh, the sequel episodes. 
every Star Wars episode begins with long ago in a galaxy far, far away. What if they never come back and Star Wars is just Ahsoka and Hu Yang telling the stories that they know to this new generation over in this other land? Emotional damage! That would piss so many people off, and I think I'm here for it. Um, That is such a take. Oh my god. Could you imagine? Yeah, these were just stories. Although, in this episode, Jason does mention they're just like the stories you told me, Mom, of the space whales. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Like, I, I doubt that it's happening, but like, didn't Jace even say something about Galaxy Far, Far Away this episode? Didn't he drop that nugget? There was some f- sort of like. Or like something. a Galaxy Far Away? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not dismissing it because I am a fan of the time warping to push us past sequel trilogy stuff to then create this new offshoot of stories that they can sort of branch off of nicely, but also marry some of the ideas. Um, Cause in the long run, they really did screw up and that's fine. And they're, they're, <laughs> they're trying to figure out a way to get around it. And they're so close. And I think this is the good possibility that they can do this with Ahsoka season two being very close to like the new Jedi order, mm-hmm. you know, coming down the line, you know, very, very, very interesting. I love it. And I'm here for it all. Then somehow they be, come back. It would be right. Right. Mm. And they set things right. And then they said, but we can't stay here. And then they, and then space whale, they hail the space whale and they get the hail. They get the whale out of here. All right. <laughs> I like it. A lot of great thoughts in chat. And just want to shout out Backyard Tardis for being here. Appreciate Christian Fandom Geek. So many people here today. I feel honored. I mean, honestly, it's our pleasure, uh, especially when it comes to edging. All right, let's move on to our one sentence summary, and then we'll get your final answers for the Do We See Ahsoka post-sequel trilogy. Not a lot of answers. Students, pay attention and get your homework in. Yeah, I have a dynamic sentence here. Does anybody have anything fun? Kind of. I'm straightforward. Straightforward. All right, Dame, you go with your straightforward. I want to hear it. So, yeah. um, Ahsoka Episode 5 reminds us of everything a Star Wars show should be. I like it. Correct. I've got Ahsoka faces her past while Anakin saves the future of the franchise with key dialogue and excellent choreography. Yes. Indeed. Indubitably. Mm. All right. 
The Ghost of Life Day Past gives Ahsoka a second chance. Huh. I wish I could speak whale. Mm. (laughs) Is that your Finding Nemo reference? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Mm. So great. So great. Let's get our answers to some of our questions. Do we see Ahsoka post-sequel trilogy? The scuttle daddy says, no, she dead. He clearly doesn't know how to critically think. (laughs) Tina, on the other hand, the smartest person in the room. Yes, we will see Ahsoka in post-sequel trilogy. I think we need to. That's not how she talks, but now you think that. So that's fine, too. I spoke to Tina. I sat next to her. I know how she talks. She's a wackadoo, and we're here for it. It's really wonderful. Uh, That's the show. Hour 10 in. We are wrapping up everything we want to say thank you to all for hanging out with us for uh, what we like to prescribe as 70 minutes of hyping the next episode up as best we can there's a lot of theories out there there's there's a lot of shows out there and you hung out with you hung out with us okay we've this is might be our best uh participation this is wonderful thank you so much for being here and mixing it up with us and as always If you're watching this live or you're watching this after the fact, make sure you like and subscribe and interact with us on all the social medias. Drop that comment and uh, just be cool with us. Just search extra Star Wars. Search out Mike. You won't find him, but, you know, he gets it. I'll pass on the message. You might find me. (laughs) You might find him. For other, look up Locksmiths 101. For other content, check out bio.link backslash extra techie. And for more nerdy content, head on over to bio.link backslash red five. Big shout out to the chatters today. We appreciate you. I can't even name you all this time. That's how many people are in the chat. But let me tell you, it is appreciated. And with that, as we say goodbye, it's been a pleasure. And we'll see you next week. Enjoy part six. Can't wait to talk about it. And by the way, I am going to talk about it after I watch it. We don't care about your spoilers. Stay off socials. (laughs) 